0: Hey Freedom Jumpers, it's time for another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. This episode is the very first of its kind. It's split into two parts because there is so much awesome I couldn't give it to you all in one sitting. It might literally explode your eardrums. So, everything that you are about to hear in this episode was recorded live and in person in sunny Phoenix, Arizona at the Better Conference uh, this past week. Uh, I have the privilege of sitting down uh, for nine micro-interviews, as we're calling it, uh, two of which are with the incomparable Ciara Gravier, and uh, you'll get to hear from her before and after her keynote uh, that she delivered there uh, in, in Phoenix. So as we jump into this episode, I have the same through request I always do. Subscribe to AFP on the platform of your choice. Do be so kind as to drop us a review if that is something you're into. Most importantly, share AFP with someone who needs to know what we are talking about. Everything we do here is 100% free and it always will be. Also, just so you understand exactly how this episode is going to go, it was recorded in bite-sized pieces and we're editing it together without interruption. So uh, you have my intro audio here and we'll go straight to the recorded audio with a nice little whoosh sound put in between uh, each of these interviews, just so you know that something new is coming up next. That's it. We are closing in on our one-year anniversary. We're almost at uh, 50,000 downloads, so uh, keep on sharing, and I will keep on doing this. It is a tremendous privilege to be on this journey with you, and I love the opportunity to help you in any way that I can. Thanks for being along for the ride. This is a whole lot of fun. Let's go ahead and jump right to the audio uh, for this special live episode of
1: AFP. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast.
0: There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month.
1: We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom
0: my team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months man it's crazy this show is where I share our successes our failures and what I've learned along
1: the way we lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination I'm bringing you
0: colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, how's it going? James here with uh, Ciara Gravier. Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. Awesome. We are live at the Better Conference here at uh, the Avion Center in Gilbert, Arizona. And you can hear all the ambient noise. We are in the middle of the vendor hall. There's about 200 of our peers here. And uh, Ciara and I are going to kick off this little live collection of many sessions. I honestly have no idea what is going on with who's going to sit down. It is a grab bag of only God knows what. We're going to bring as many different people on as possible. This is probably going to be a much longer episode, if not two episodes that I just you know cut the content in half and deliver to you. Uh, in a little bit more manageable size. So, hey, Ciara, this is the first time you've been on our air. I know a lot of people in the industry uh, know you. They've seen you uh, at events. uh, And you've co-hosted on several different podcasts. uh, So, welcome to AFP.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And it's an honor to share it with you.
0: No, it really Mm -hmm. is. I mean, we became almost immediate friends. Uh, In in Tampa, we met for the first time in person. Uh, You've been in Killing Commercial David Mm -hmm. Brothers program for a while. So, I... I'm really glad to have you finally on the air, and it's interesting that we are in person instead of doing this over some kind of Zoom recording.
2: And I'd have to say that it was lovely how we became friends, too, because we were not Facebook friends first. Yeah. It was the old-fashioned in-person way.
0: You mean like actual friends, yes. not just and then, social friends. Right.
2: And then I went to post a picture with you and I was like, Oh my God, I'm not even friends with him on Facebook. Like, are we friends?
0: <laughs> I don't I really don't know exactly why it was so instantaneous, but I met yeah. you and I'm just like, This this is like my sister. Yeah, like we I had a instantly have yeah. rapport. Like I've known you for years. Yeah. It's like we're the same kind of people. Yeah. I yeah. really like yeah. this chick. <laughs> and uh, you know, to getting to meet uh, your you know, business partner, and everybody that you brought with you back in Tampa. That was awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that.
2: We had a lot of fun, for sure.
0: So you guys are going to be hearing more from Ciara. I'm going to have her on as a co-host. Uh, we'll do some gravier sessions <laughs> and talk about you know, Anything. every topic yep. <laughs> under the sun, whatever comes to mind. That's the cool thing when you have interesting people. It doesn't matter what subject we bring up because the Freedom Jumpers listening to this they're in the trenches just like you and I are. Right. It really doesn't matter what we're talking about. There's something that everybody can grab onto. It's like a, the buffet of good ideas, to use a phrase that I heard a couple of years ago. It's just a buffet of good ideas. You take what you like and you leave the rest and everybody wins. Right. So you're talking today. You're one of yes. the keynote speakers here at the Better uh, Conference. Uh, what are you going to talk about?
2: I'm going to talk about how to make a memorable agency brand.
0: Do you know anything about that?
2: I mean, uh, a little, I think. Yeah? <laughs> I've heard. No. So
0: by the time this episode drops, obviously you've already given the presentation. Everybody's heard from you. And you, you've become even more of a legend than you already are <laughs> in your young age in the independent world. So, why don't you tell the folks about, you know, who you are and what you do uh, real quick in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I know uh, we're going to stop recording here in just a second because we're really doing this in bite-sized mm-hmm. pieces during the breaks in the conference. Uh, so, we're going to press pause here in just a little bit, uh, but I'd love to get your intro and then, uh, you know, come back later sure. today for our, for the rest of the conversation.
2: Yeah. So, Ciara Gavir, owner of the Bunker Insurance and Risk Management. Uh, we only do commercial insurance. We're in South Florida. And... If anyone is in the Facebook groups, you know why we only do commercial insurance. The homeowner's market in South Florida Oh, yeah.
0: Personalized in Florida is a whole different animal. It's
2: completely upside down. So, uh, you know, I've relied on a couple of the things that I have in my back pocket to help me make this bunker memorable. And and that's what we're going to go over today. I'm going to give some tips, some actionable items to help other agents do the same.
0: Awesome. So, personal branding is really what you're all about, and you know, the bunker is a different name. Right? It's not last name mm-hmm. insurance agency, which is so common in in the yes. industry. What what's the what's the inspiration for the bunker?
2: Well, we did own last name insurance agency, and uh, we did own a couple in between as well that really had no creative name. There was no strategy in the creativity as far as trying to be different, set us set ourselves apart. So when it was my turn to open my agency, I knew that I wanted something different. And I wanted the name to mean something, which having owned a last name insurance agency, you know, it's not a knock on anybody that does. But ultimately, it's important to you and your family. And yes, it's pride. You know, there's pride associated with it. But it's very hard to get the public and prospects and like you and I discussed yesterday, even top talent to connect to your last name. Yep. It's hard to build upon it. So we had made those mistakes and I knew I didn't want to do that again. I wanted something inspired, you know, by the one worded names like the Ubers and the Lyfts. And I knew that I wanted it to be short and catchy but impactful. Yeah. And so that's what started this whole crazy
0: thing. I I love that you and I came to very similar conclusions completely on our own. Yep. Like the you the conversation that we've already had about branding, I'm just thinking I've thought and said all of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Riskwell and the Bunker. I mean, they're basically on a almost parallel path, right? And what you guys are doing and migrating hard in the direction of person or uh, commercial lines, just like we mm-hmm. have. And mm-hmm. it's really cool to see other people in a completely different market with different type of customer and challenges, th- and yeah. yeah, but have approached it in such yes. a similar fashion. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a hundred different ways to win at this game, which is, you know, something that makes the industry so much fun. I was going
2: to say, and and that's why it's such a great industry because even the last name insurance agent, sure, can be extremely successful. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's the beauty of the industry. If they
0: dominate in in their local market Mm -hmm. and they don't, they're not, you know, shooting for the the broad approach and specific verticals, they just want to have tremendous market share within Mm -hmm. five miles Mm -hmm. of their agency. Awesome.
2: That's definitely one way to win. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: No. I'm never going to be the guy that says no. This one way is how right, you have yeah. to do it, because that's just factually no. inaccurate. Correct. So awesome. Uh, any other teasers you want to give before your talk, or are you got to come back <laughs> after your talk and give us the one, two, three, <laughs> the key points?
2: Yeah, we could do the one, two, three later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do the later. one,
0: two, three later. And I got to say, this episode is going to be eclectic. It's either going to be it's really tough. long, or it's going to be two episodes: a part one, part two. Uh, so hope you enjoy the ride out there. If you're listening at your office or at the gym or in your car or something, this is a different episode. I, I have no idea who's coming next. Uh, we're going to be recording it in pieces uh, the rest of today and maybe even the rest of yeah. tomorrow. So I uh, hope you enjoy the ride. It's going to be fun.
2: Yep. Uh, it's definitely going to be fun.
0: C.R. Gravier, thank you so much Talk for uh, being, uh, being the first one. And uh, we'll catch up with you in a little bit.
2: Yep. I'll be here.
0: All right. So we're back for another micro session here. And this is a first time for me because I'm sitting down with Carruthers, but it's not the Carruthers that you're used to hearing from. Welcome, Grayson Carruthers.
3: Welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So this is a completely off the cuff conversation. I just wanted to get your take on all of this as somebody who's still an outsider to the industry. You started at Florida Risk Partners, your dad's company, uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now?
3: Uh, three or four weeks. Okay. It's been about
0: a month. So give us the story, the Grayson Grothers story. Where are you at in life right now? Like, where's your head at in joining uh, your dad's very successful company and entering the insanity that is the insurance industry?
3: So where I'm at right now is I'm actually enrolled in HCC, which is my local community two-year college. And I'm going for my business marketing degree. Uh, I just worked, spent the last two years working at a grocery store. And now I work for my dad, just trying to take the role through risk management, follow the com- uh, the family legacy, and just try and be successful in the industry.
0: What do you think so far of the uh, the conference scene? You've been here for about a day now. Uh, what do you like? What are you still trying to figure out?
3: I like how diverse it is. There's a lot of different things going on. A lot of different people that are offering a lot of different things, and the the main commonality between all that is the information and uh, how to be successful. And that's probably the thing I like the most about it is there's a lot of different people who have a lot of different perspectives on how to become successful. And you can tie that all together into your own game plan and, you know, make your own way to becoming successful yourself.
0: Absolutely, man. I You you probably haven't yet fully appreciated uh, the way that your dad is viewed uh, in this circle here uh, of people. Obviously, you can tell there's a lot of respect uh, coming his direction. Uh, but I've seen, seen you in just the last you know, 36 hours. Uh, you are definitely drinking from a fire hose. What, what is that like, trying to consume this absolute tidal wave of new information that's coming to you?
3: You know, I try not to let it get to my head that I have a lot that I'm trying to learn. I try to take it in bite-sized portions so I can digest it and so I can learn it. So I, one day I can become as successful as everybody who's, you know, feeding into the fire hose I'm drinking from. I have to take my time, stay level-headed, not let anything get distracted to me. I have pretty large shoes to fill as far as following in my father's footsteps. So I'm just trying my best to take my time so I can get there and I'm not trying to make it an overnight thing or anything.
0: No, that's smart, man. So you work at Publix for two years and you have the opportunity to you know, get a promotion or two there and move up through the ranks. Uh, your dad has shared pretty openly uh, that he... Has declined your request to jump in several times in the last two years, and he said, "Stay there, learn what you need to learn. When the time is right, we'll we'll make the jump and invite you onto the Florida Risk team." When you reflect on your time prior to the industry, uh, as you're building your skill set and, and getting ready to jump into an industry that you know may very well end up being your long-term career, who knows? Your dad certainly had a lot of fun doing it. I have, and many others have, and. I'm not doing anything else with my career. I'm doing this for the next 30 years. Who knows what you end up doing? But you spent the last two years prior to your launch in the industry being really intentional about building your skill set, your work ethic, learning how to be a proactive problem solver. Uh, what, what do you think is your takeaway from your, your time in, uh, in retail grocery?
3: Well, whether it was retail or anything I was going to do, it, everything I was going to do was going to lead to me laying the foundation and becoming successful on what I'm trying to do. When I look back and I reflect on it, I definitely appreciate more of the timing aspect so that I wasn't a 17 year old or an 18 year old still in school trying to hop on. You know, I, I had to learn to be accountable for my responsibilities before I was given the bigger opportunity to make something of it. And I look back and I appreciate that. Uh, taking the time to, To learn to deal with clients on a smaller scale as far as something like a grocery store is is definitely something you want to do before you're trying to go in and walk into hundreds of thousands or even thousands of dollars of business deals when you're dealing with people on a daily basis.
0: So you have a unique perspective, obviously. You you live under your dad's roof and you get to see him in a completely different light. Uh, What is it like collaborating and being on your dad's team and getting to spend so much day-to-day time? With someone, and he'll hate me saying this, but he's a bit of an icon uh, in our vertical. Uh, just about everybody has heard of him, and everybody has some kind of opinion of your dad. What's it like being around someone that has that kind of, you know larger-than-life persona, but on a daily basis?
3: you know, it wasn't something that I really was able to put into perspective until I came out here and I saw all of it. I always hear about how his LinkedIn's doing and and I see his social medias. And obviously I hear about all the paychecks and things like that. But until I actually saw the amount of people who were glorifying and giving him that icon status, you know, it's never really been something that's that's been very apparent to me he he just just trying to bring me on board and and to teach me everything I need to do it doesn't really feel like I'm working with an icon it just feels like I'm working with another everyday person
0: love it and for those that know him well that really is who he is you know put the pants on one leg at a time and go to work and make it happen you know one customer at a time so I'm not at all surprised to hear you say that man What are you most excited about? You are at the very beginning of what could be a a life making opportunity, a career making opportunity.
3: I'm most excited just to see how far I can go. I know I'm somebody who realizes that if I put my all into it and I put 100% of my effort into it, I'll just be very surprised to see how far I can really go. You know, it took my dad as long as it has for him to get here, and now I'm starting with a team that has the knowledge of where you have to be after 20 years. So starting off with that knowledge and those tools and and being able to define that mindset is what I'm mostly interested in, just seeing how far I can really go. And, you know, just excited for meeting all these new people and traveling all these new places. It's been a great experience coming out to Arizona to the Better Agency Conference and just meeting the people that I have so far. And, it's Mostly what I'm excited about, I'm just excited for the road ahead of me, everything really that this journey entails. Do,
0: do you have any idea how fortunate you are to have found this industry at the age of 19? I, I don't know one person in this room over here of 250 people who wouldn't be incredibly eager to have the opportunity to start at 19.
3: Absolutely. It, it's more than a blessing, really, because like I said, some of these people, it takes them 10, 15 years into their career to figure all these things out. And I'm just blessed enough to have the opportunity. To, I mean, I, I still don't have any idea what I'm doing yet, so I'm still having to start from square one. But it's definitely a blessing to have the opportunity and the mentor that I that I have in this industry.
0: I mean, I, I was literally a decade older than you when I started. And, you know, next year will be 10 years in the industry. Man, if you gave me an extra 10 years and started at 19, whoo. Man, it's exciting to think where things might be today. Yep,
3: and that's really the main reason. Like I said, I'm in community college right now. I didn't want to screw around and go to university as much as I wanted to have fun for those four years. I saw the opportunity and I decided that I wanted to jump on it. That's why I was bugging him so much to bring me on board because I knew I have these four extra years. Everybody else is going to go off to school and do all that stuff. That's four more years ahead of everybody else. I'll be and like you said, about a decade ahead of people who are already in the industry. So just really trying my best to stay proactive and, and take the opportunity for what it is and you know, just make the most of it. Awesome.
0: What, what do you think you're trying to pull away from this point? You're already drinking from a fire hose just conceptually. If you get one thing out of the rest of your time here in Arizona, what, what do you want that thing to be? Maybe one big takeaway that you'd like to carry with you.
3: I would really like to walk out of here with a couple friendships and relationships made of people who are in this industry. You know, it, it, the more I, I get involved with this, the more conferences I'm going to go to, the more events, the more times I'm going to be seeing familiar faces. And if I can walk out of Arizona with a couple friends, I'll have another couple friends the next time I'm somewhere. And then collaborating with them will lead me to other people and it um, just end this connection opportunity as long as I'm making you know, those friendships and those relationships. Now, that's my biggest takeaway. I'm not really trying to, okay, I need to learn like this much at this or, you know, I need to accomplish anything on this trip. It's really just getting comfortable with being around all these people who are so much older than I am and just finding a way to relate to everybody and just to bring them uh, closer to me and to have that opportunity to have a relationship with them despite the, the age difference and the interest difference that we might have just trying to cement myself uh, with a couple relationships. Awesome.
0: Networking is almost never a bad idea, man. Uh, that's that's really enough. Is there anything else you want to share before we go?
3: No, that's about it. This is my first experience with any of this little podcast stuff, so it's definitely an interesting thing. Awesome. I
0: couldn't uh, let the opportunity pass uh, to sit down with another Carruthers. You got it first.
3: First interview.
0: This is really your first I've ever interview. never done
3: it before, so in a couple years, you know.
0: So I'm going to you- say – and I will have this forever then. I was Grayson Carruthers' first, first interview, industry interview.
3: Yeah. James Jenkins.
0: There, okay, man. I'm going to tip my hat to that there one. There you go. Well, thanks for joining okay. us, brother. No I know you have a great rest of your day. Yep. Take care. All right, folks, it's time for another micro-session here at the Better Agency Conference. And uh, my guest for this session is none other than Mr. Victor Gonzalez. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> Victor, who are you? What do you do, man? What's up? Well, you got a couple of different titles now. Uh, yeah. Uh, catch I'm... us up, man. What you up to? <laughs>
4: Yeah, so uh, I, I sold my insurance agency uh, back in December, uh, so now I'm I'm hopped on board with uh, with Better Agency uh, as an account executive, and uh, yeah, just been going around coaching, uh, selling some some Better Agency, and uh, that's kind of what's been going on in my world lately.
0: Awesome. So is that the full time gig now? You you set aside the consulting. I know you're doing some other stuff with you know marketing and whatnot. Is that yep. uh, that's off the chain, off the, the side now?
4: Yeah, that's that's always been kind of like a like a little side thing that I do just in a, in free time and whenever you know the opportunity arises and someone requests my help, it's not something I actively like go out and, and search for. You know, so uh, if someone's looking for consulting or coaching or anything like that, then I'll hop on board and help out. But yeah, better Agency is definitely be, uh, the the full time.
0: So you were a successful retail agent. You're very good at the sales and marketing side of running an agency. You- You've consulted successfully for quite a few people out there. Uh, what was it that uh, made you shift uh, shift focus and decide, hey, you know what, time for a new chapter, new adventure, and uh, you know, just in general? My second question, of course, is why better agency? So go ahead and answer the first one.
4: Yeah, perfect. So uh, that's a question I get a lot. Uh, so first off, bad contract. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to get out of my contract, um, and Florida's market is obviously really, really difficult right now, and um, I think it was just a, a good – time for me to transition out um i do have a non-compete so uh for me it was just it was a perfect opportunity to kind of just let the market do what it's doing in florida um and let my my non-compete kind of ride out um so yeah so what you're
0: saying is the good people of the state of florida haven't seen the last of you as a retail agent
4: uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. If I do come back, it probably won't be in Florida. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was so, about to
0: say you're a brave man but, to jump back into that a second time. Uh, yeah,
4: no, I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> it, it, no, no way. You no must way enjoy
0: torture if you're re-entering the Florida PNC market again. Uh,
4: yeah, no, I'll pass. Uh, man. <laughs> so that's that's not happening. But um, better agency. Uh, I, I think it aligns perfectly with what my vision is, uh, and everything that I do between workshops, coaching. Um, I believe in giving back to insurance agents and kind of, you know, making sure that they're in a, a place of success and Better Agency aligned perfect with that.
0: Awesome. So why why Better Agency? What is it about what they're doing? Because, they, I mean, the vendors here are fantastic. Just to look at it here, I'm seeing just in, from where I'm sitting right now, I can see Ascend, Armadillo, uh, IPFS, uh, obviously Liberty Mutual is a carrier. They're the only carrier here. But then Lightspeed Voice and Glovebox, they're stack-wise. I mean, there's so many quality insure techs uh, that are doing cool things in the industry. What is it about BA that made you go, that's the one, that's the horse I'm going to ride?
4: Yeah, so I, I think part of it is I really, really enjoy and see the value in CRMs and AMS systems. Um, I think better agencies, we've positioned ourselves in a way that's uh, completely different than everything else that's out there uh, for this market, for P&C agents. Um, and then obviously the leadership between Will and Nick, it's like, those are the people I want to get behind and, and work with. And when the vision of the company and the leaders of the company are really good people who have a really good outlook on, on what they want to have accomplished and it aligns with what I believe in, it's just an easy, easy choice to make.
0: I definitely can't argue with that. If I were in your shoes... <laughs> Who knows? There's a good chance I might be working for Better Agency too.
4: Let's get you over. Although, I don't
0: know <laughs> if I can tolerate the level of trolling that Nick Ayers brings to everything he touches.
4: Hey, that's that's part of it, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> I, what, just giving his own team a hard time, like Abe yesterday, with he wasn't wearing <laughs> the right shirt. I'm just like, man, Nick has got to be, at the same time, incredibly fun and satisfying to work alongside. But at times, just like, wow tap the brakes buddy man he he doesn't have an off switch no he's he always on
4: <laughs> yeah but and, and and i think the thing that people don't realize is how incredibly hard he works yeah like he is so hyper focused yeah on better agency and what he does and i think that's like you know from an outsider's perspective you might not see that part because he, he has a huge personality and yeah. he loves to troll and and all that great stuff but um you know The amount of work that he puts in and how dedicated he is to to this company, it's it's really impressive and respectful.
5: Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers, and I said to him, dude.
0: I can imagine from where you're sitting, being a part of something like Better Agency is really attractive. Because, I mean, a guy like you, you're talented, you're successful, you're very well connected in the industry. I imagine you can work any number of places and and people would be eager to have you jump on their team. So you chose Better Agency, which says a lot about who they are. You know, when you think about the roadmap, what excites you the most? I mean, you were very recently a retail agency owner, so you know how we think. As retail agents, when you think about the roadmap and what you guys are working on and what's going to be released later this year, what excites you the most?
4: I would say that's that's a really good question. Um,
0: Caught you off guard there. Sorry, that's no, part of live no. podcasting.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I um, there's a lot of things that excite me, but I think it's it's probably the growth that's going to happen within Better Agency. So it's not necessarily anything product wise. I think it's the plans that they have in-house of growing the team and growing the company um, to really build out those future projects. And that's what excites me because for me, I believe in building teams out. I believe in building around good people. Uh, And when their vision is to grow and to continue to expand, that gets me excited, like people in growth mode. And that's obviously where better agencies at right
0: now. Awesome. Uh, So what else do we need to hear about Victor Gonzalez before we let you go?
4: Probably the big news for me in my personal life is that I got twins on the way. I got twin girls. So oh, fantastic! Yeah, you're, you're actually the first person to uh, to that I've announced that on. So okay, well, man, congratulations! <laughs> you got, you got, That's awesome. You got the scoop on that. Are these your first? <laughs> no, this is. I, I have a son who's turning three in June. Uh, so this is going to be number two and three for me.
0: Numbers doing, okay, so you're going straight to zone defense, man. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Triple-double. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. Yeah. Man, congratulations for that, brother. Thank you. And, uh, hey, thanks for all you do. And I know you're still relatively new on the BA team, uh, but everything I've seen from you has been really positive. So, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on and, uh, for and sharing me. a little bit of your story with us today. Thanks. Victor Gonzalez, account executive at Better Agency. And we'll catch you guys uh, on the next one here in just a little bit. All right, it's time for the next micro session here at Better Agency Conference. And I get to have the distinct privilege of sitting with Mr. Steve Moore. Uh, what are you, Director of Sales? Like, what's your title exactly?
6: Yeah, I'm technically VP of Sales and Marketing for Lightspeed Voice. Okay. So. VP
0: of Sales and Marketing for the Lightspeed Voice. Yes, sir. The, the premier insurance industry focused VOIP solution.
6: 100% of the people agree with that. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for taking time, man. Uh, what we're doing here in these little micro sessions is just spending just a few minutes of, hey, what's going on? What are you up to? Uh, you know, What are you seeing here at the conference and just industry at large? And then any cool stuff that you or your company are up to that you want to share with the masses. So sure. for those that aren't familiar, if you've been living under a rock and you have no idea who Steve Moore is, uh, we'd love to have you fill in on that.
6: Sure. So, I've been with Lightspeed Voice for about three years. Uh, like I said before, heading up sales and marketing. Do a lot of events, a lot of traveling, make sure my guys have what they need. To... Where are you based? So, I'm based down in Tampa, Florida. Sunny
0: Tampa, Florida. Tampa,
6: Florida, yeah. So, no shortage of sun. In, uh, down in Arizona, we're doubling down on that. So, uh, lots of lots of rays going on. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, so, yeah, our office is down in Venice, so a little bit south of Tampa um so i head down there a couple days a week but most of the time i'm either at home or on the road and just uh spreading the word
0: awesome so you get to be in direct contact with retail agents more than most people huh i you go to so. associations and yeah. like visiting offices and stuff like that
6: yeah so not many offices visits, mostly clusters associations networks yeah. and then obviously the events so um this is uh i think day 12 of a trip for me so i started in vertifor uh at Den- in Denver you know, yep. a few days back, and yep. then I went to Palm Springs for the John Spoggy's big event. Yeah. And then uh been here all week. So just chilling and uh
0: Man, Spoggy is on a different <laughs> level, man. <laughs> that just, guy.
6: Every time you think like, yeah, I've seen it all, and then he just doubles down and uh, the
0: only thing that I can say is that Spoggy is just gonna Spoggy. That's it. He does whatever that's he wants. It. it was
6: funny. I played uh had the privilege of playing with him in the golf scramble. Okay, and I was a little nervous because uh, we did it in Tampa. I wasn't in his group, but he was. Uh, he was in full Spoggy mode. Oh yeah, but we had uh, we were paired with Billy Williams as well. So I think John, you were with yeah. Spoggy and Billy Williams <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. man, and then Chris Lejeune from Hawksoft. So. Uh- <laughs> So, John, John, I think, was on his best behavior for uh, for uh, Billy's benefit, was what wow. it came down
0: to. So, yeah. That I would have paid <laughs> to just drive the cart and be a fly on the that, wall. There was some man. knowledge. There was some knowledge oh, getting God. dropped. Good so, stuff. Yep. So, what what is next for Lightspeed? I've been on the platform for about two years, left Ring Central, who's obviously the dominant market presence in VOIP land. I left because the product at Ring Central is great but the service could not be worse. If you have a problem, god help you, you're probably going to have to figure it out yourself. Totally. And it, that just wasn't good enough for me. We leave we come straight to to Lightspeed Voice. I actually met your team in San Diego at Innovation there you go. back in January of 2020 right before the stupid pandemic thing happened. <laughs> exactly. We made the we made the move to Lightspeed literally as the pandemic is happening in March of 2020. And it, it was great from the very beginning. I'm really happy with what we saw. The service was night and day difference. The the product itself wasn't nearly as polished as Ring Central, but I mean, obviously, they're you know more than ten, 10 the tie sure. ten times the size of your company, <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of to be expected. Yep. But over the course of the last two years, Lightspeed has really come a long way on the product itself. That's, uh, obviously, you're not on the product side, but as, a, as the sales and marketing guy, you've got to be really proud oh, of that. totally. Yeah, the
6: new interface is awesome. You know, really modernized it and really allows us to just do more more stuff, you know, generically. Yeah. But then the biggest things we've been doing, you know, we delivered the in-browser soft phone, which was yep. kind of phase one, yep. delivered the desktop app, which is step two. And then the real exciting stuff is that, you know, as, uh, as of April 27th, we should have a full-blown mobile app experience out there in the wild for everyone. Your to use. developers
0: actually let you give a date.
6: I am giving dates, buddy. So yeah,
0: it's uh, so a <laughs> the, I, the it, product team knows that this is going out that it's I said officially yeah. stated in podcast land. It is yeah. Yeah, so, so hundreds it, of people are expecting that to actually happen. It is.
6: So I have it on my cell phone right now. It's up and running. I can use it. Is fully it a, in a live
0: environment or is still in a sandbox? It's our
6: so we call it our alpha environment, so it's the team it's the environment that my team works on. Uh-huh. So my sales team is using it all day every day and making sure we get all the kinks out of it before we go live. Um, obviously, it'll have the phone functionality. The biggest thing, one of the bigger things will be texting. So you'll be able to yep. text fully on the on the app. From the mobile
0: app. From the mobile app. Is that like a per user, per extension kind of thing?
6: Yep. Yep. So whatever number or extension is tied to that cell phone or the mobile app. God bless you, be, sir. Yeah, it's going to be great. You have the full switchboard. I always joke, you can actually fax from the mobile app, which I think is pretty funny. Like I just want to find the use case where you have to do that.
0: Can um, you explain to me why faxes are still even a thing? I, I don't. As, as someone, I'm only 38 years old. I've yeah. been in the industry for nine years. Yeah. I truly don't get it. Yeah. Why are say, faxes still a thing?
6: I always just kind of use the generic like mortgage companies still use it, I think. Yeah. But we have clients that are sending hundreds or potentially thousands of faxes a month, and God bless them for it. But that just sounds understand. like torture. <laughs> it does. I don't understand. Oh man! Yeah. You know, we got to support the masses. If so Steve that's and what James are
0: ever in charge, faxes are done. being done away done. with Absolutely. day one.
6: Yeah. But if you do need to send one on the mobile app, you can do
0: it. There you go. So. Mobile faxing <laughs> exactly. brought to you by yeah. Lightspeed Voice. Totally. Yeah. What are you up to? Uh, you you play a lot of golf. I know family's really important to you. Yep. We were talking earlier that your kids are old enough now that you've graduated out of organized sports for the most part. Absolutely. What is. are you spending your time on when you're not working?
6: So right now, honestly, I'm just playing golf as much as I can. You know, when I'm not on the road, uh, obviously working. Are any of
0: your kids or your wife into golf, or you mostly just do it for your own enjoyment?
6: Yeah. I- that, you know, partially to, to get away from them. No, but just so. Uh, but no, my son just started picking up the game a little bit. He's 16. He'll be 17 in August. So we've got out and played a couple times and cool, loving that. But yeah, just uh, working, enjoying the sun and, you know, working hard, playing hard. and Awesome. Yeah, so good times. What,
0: what's next for you? What's next for Lightspeed? Uh, when you look at the next few months, uh, what, do, what are you excited about for what's on the horizon?
6: Yeah, so obviously the mobile app is just a massive step for us. It's been the one kind of thing... Holding us back is probably too strong of a word, but maybe limiting some of the growth, and, and we're excited to get that out there. Texting integrations are the kind of the next big piece. Okay. Um, getting two way texting integration through all the systems that we integrate with. And then we do have a new chat interface coming out that'll be a little more robust, a little more, uh, you know, Slack like, if you will. Okay. Um, we have video chat, internal video chat's going to be out pretty soon. So there's, the, once we get the resources freed up from the mobile app, We'll really be able to crank it up on some other projects. So it's
0: not unreasonable to think that texting might be a part of the Orbit soft phone uh, at some point this year.
6: That yeah, the, the the idea between the Orbit you know app is really to have uh, all the functionality in the desktop app. So yeah, yeah, texting.
0: So you're not having to go into the browser and log right. into your portal to get those functions. Exactly,
6: that's the goal for sure. Whew. We're trying, man. Because I'm telling you,
0: the only thing that is a negative about Lightspeed is some of these product features because the service just could not be better.
6: Yeah, and we're based, you know, like I said, the office is in Venice, Florida. Our whole support team is down there. Our billing team is there. The sales team is there. You know, everyone's down there. So
0: Once people don't have to choose between having excellent service and a top-tier product when product and service combine, watch out yeah, ring central totally
6: yeah no uh, we're, we're excited so
0: you guys are going to gobble up even yep. more market share
6: absolutely yeah no they're i always use the analogy and i'll beat it to death as much as i can but you know they're they're geico and progressive right and yeah we're delivering the same value to, to you guys that that you guys deliver to your clients you know it's really that customized personalized experience and uh, we'll continue to hammer that out
0: awesome good deal brother well hey steve moore VP of Sales and Marketing for Lightspeed Voice. Thanks for stopping by, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks, James. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. Time for another micro session here at the Better Agency Conference with AFP. My guest for this one, you're kind of famous, aren't you? You're like a, <laughs> a mini celebrity in our industry, aren't you?
7: I have no idea how that happened. but You have
0: a cult following. It's awesome.
7: I have some really good friends, I think.
0: Yeah. So, Liv Kaufman, yes. you're saying your name correctly. You are one of a kind, lady. Uh, What is your story? like? How did you get to where you are right now? You just just a couple of months ago made a big move on your career here in the industry. Uh, Tell everybody who you are, what you do, what you're about.
7: Hey, everybody. I'm Liv Kaufman. I started in the industry on the agency side, actually, in the state of Texas. Um,
0: The best state ever.
7: The best state ever. I only lived there for six months, though, so I can't really speak to living there. (laughs) But yeah, it started on the agency side, moved over to the carrier side to work with Openly. That was the freaking best experience ever. And now I am the VP of Insurance and Partnerships at Armadillo.
0: Awesome. So you're basically doing a similar role, just not on the carrier side. Now you're on the tech side.
7: Yes. We are tech. We are home warranty. And I think we have a pretty good value prop for agents.
0: Yeah. what What is that value prop? I give some additional for your time. Obviously, Matan has been on the podcast. We've heard about Armadillo. I'm a huge fan. I think you guys are definitely going to wreck some things in a very stale and tired vertical uh, that's, you know, dominated by some some players that haven't really changed at all in the last several years. Yeah. Uh, so what is that value prop to agents specifically?
7: I mean where is home warranty sold right now, the real estate space? And yeah. our friend Andy was just talking about it. It's really hard to be valuable to the real estate space when you're an independent agent. Mortgages make sense. So we're teaching agents to get in front of that sale, provide them value inside of the home warranty space because they care about that. It benefits real estate agencies E&O, to sell and add home warranty to their contracts. So when someone who's good at risk consulting comes in and says, hey, I can consult on the home warranty piece because There's zero consulting on it right now. They say, hey, it's a $500 home warranty. You have $500 as a seller credit, so that's what we're going to do. There's no coverage consultation. They have no idea what they've bought. They just know it's in their closing contract. Hmm. So an agent steps in. They pick it up right where the homeowner's insurance leaves off. They sell both alongside one another and provide them a full risk coverage.
0: Very cool. I couldn't say it any better myself. Imagine that you're really good at describing your value offering. <laughs> it, that's you are the person who's in charge of that for all of Armadillo. So yes, no surprise there. So you were at one of my very favorite carriers. I love me some Openly. Me too. I, I have been a fan of them since the very beginning of I became aware of them. What was that experience like? You know, getting to be on the BD side of things with such a, a forward-thinking and innovative carrier.
7: I cannot speak higher of my experience there. I was employee number four on the business development side. So it was myself, Byron Roberts, Leon, and Matu Gascon. So we were a, we were a tiny team of folks and they trusted me, someone on the agency side to come in and really just explode it. And when I left the team, we were 26 just on our business development team. So there was so much growth. I was surrounded by like-minded people, amazing industry innovators, and I tell folks all the time. I grew five years in a year and a half. It was just that good.
0: Fantastic. So, wh- what do you think you learned from openly? What What do you take from your openly chapter of your career that you're going to, you know, deploy for Armadillo and whatever else comes next?
7: I mean, the agency space is so valuable. You know this. I know this. But I got to speak to probably seven, eight hundred agencies while I was there. So mm-hmm. I learned the ins and outs of what they do, what scale and how they provide value to their clients. And everyone is different. Everyone has different values. So for me, it was just an amazing experience to be able to meet that many people and see what they're doing for their communities. And getting to be a part of that was just super special.
0: Awesome. It is so valuable to have different buckets of experience. You've been on the carrier side. Now you're on the tech side. You were on the retail side before. So you know, you really are uniquely qualified to anticipate the needs of retail agents, whereas your distribution for Armadillo is predicated in a large part on connecting with retail agents in a way that they're not currently being connected with. Is that is that a fair statement? 100%. Awesome. How do you do that more effectively as we, as we proceed? You know, as we mentioned very briefly in my episode with Matan, you know, my only experience with the warranty space previous to Armadillo was back when I was a farmer's agent dealing with American Home Shield, and it it was a almost uniformly negative experience. That I I don't think there was really anything good about that. Uh, I very very briefly did anything with warranty because it was such a negative experience. How are you guys, in a practical sense, going to make it suck less? Let's say, yeah, it may not be amazing, but just make it suck a lot less.
7: At a base level, just from a contract standpoint, Matan probably said this really well and probably better than I could, but we took away over 80% of the stuff that is not covered inside of these contracts. So at a base level, even without the cool technology, the amazing distribution inside of the agency channel, the contract itself just doesn't suck. It's consumer-centric. It covers more. It is more expensive, but that makes sense because it shows up when it's supposed to. But we're building some amazing stuff out on the claims handling side right now, it's, I could show you these. are in my bag. But we have these magnets that we send to every new client that just have a QR code that goes straight to our claims portal. So in the event of a loss, something happens. You walk up to your refrigerator. You scan the QR code. You're done with your claim in a, min- in a minute and a half. You can use your own service provider, or you can use one in network. But that autonomy of choice, picking your own service provider is really important to a lot of these folks who are using the warranties because they have those relationships.
0: The refrigerator magnet... With the QR code, I'm not gonna lie. I'm straight up stealing that, and it goes right to our claim situation uh, and our our team for risk. Well, I love that idea. It's so simple, but I mean really effective. I haven't heard that before. They're
7: really cute. I'm
0: sure somebody's done it. I just haven't heard about it. That's awesome. You know, to to end this thing, if you don't mind me, you know, taking a little bit of a different direction. Advocacy is something that's really important to you. I see it on LinkedIn. You're very uh, outgoing in the advocacy and equality part of who you are as a person and as a professional. Do you want to talk about Ensure Equality for a second and and what you've been involved in over there?
7: I'd love to. So some of the listeners may know Alyssa Stamp and Danny. They co-founded Ensure Equality, which for me is something I, I needed. Visibility is so important in any spot in your life. But having people that look and sound and feel like you, it just it creates a, a safer environment and it creates more talent. So they are creating just this amazing advocacy platform and an amazing accountability platform to make sure that people feel safe inside of the industry. They can grow in the ways that some folks just have a natural advantage on the way that they can grow inside of an industry because it's looked the same way. Yeah. But for me, visibility so important. And that's, that's why I'm loud. That's why I am who I am, because I want people to be able to come up to me and be like, you, you made me feel safer today. Yeah. So that is what that platform does. They create accountability for the space. They just launched a platform called Medusa. And Medusa is kind of like glass door, but for equity and equality efforts. So mm. people can go on, they can rate their company on a scale of X to X and say, This company showed up for me in this way. And that was really meaningful.
0: And obviously it's a major component of what we're talking about. But this equality is not limited to uh, people in an LGBTQ uh, life. It's also equality in all of its forms. You want to talk about that? Because I think sometimes when we have these equality and and diversity conversations, it can get pigeonholed into race or ethnicity or uh, sexual orientation or gender identity or whatever.
7: Yeah.
0: I think that's a mistake. Uh, that people make in in really pigeonholing an equality conversation. Do you want to talk about that for a second and and what that advocacy in an equality sense means to you?
7: Yeah. And I can, I can really only speak from my experience at some rate. So I I usually try to speak from that perspective, but the industry is growing and it's growing in a way that is, we have so many great technology companies and with the technology, with the diversity in the products, it's just going to be naturally more diverse. I, don't know if I'm answering the question in the way that you no, <laughs> expected, but I, I like open-ended
0: questions because it, it leaves you to take it, the answer in whatever direction you yeah. choose.
7: We have to create space yeah. for everyone, regardless of who they are, how they are, and what they bring to the table. If we're going to create space, we're going to grow. Absolutely. If, if I'm around the same type of person every single day, I will probably not dress well. I will be naturally boring because I've seen and looked like one person forever. So I. I want to grow. I want to be around cool people. I want to be stretched and innovated. So that's what it's going to do.
0: Well, in the same way, and I've said it so many times, you know, it doesn't matter who someone is or where they come from, you know, what their ethnicity or other demographic qualities that someone has. Everybody deserves a great insurance experience. Talking about it from the insured perspective, but the same is absolutely true on the professional side of things. Like someone working in the industry, the same should be true for them now. No, I think it's great. I love the work that you guys are doing. I'm definitely in support of greater equality across the board. So awesome there. Anything else you want to say about really any of these topics before we go, Liv?
7: No, but thank you so much for having me.
0: This has been fun. Thank you for joining me. Liv Kaufman, the VP of Sales and Marketing for Armadillo Home Warranty. And we'll be back soon with the next one. take care. All right, folks, it's time for our next micro session here, and I am joined this time by none other than the man himself, Mr. Mick Hunt, the founder and CEO of Premier Strategy Box, one of the absolute top flight consultants in the industry anywhere bar none. I've personally experienced Mick and his team. They are absolute rock stars. Mick, thanks for joining us, man.
8: I appreciate you having
0: me, brother. I appreciate it. No this this is a whole lot of fun when you and I get to participate in uh, today and tomorrow isn't it
8: Absolutely
0: You go Absolutely. to a lot of conferences what what are you looking for as you know someone other than just you know new customers obviously uh, what what's the target when you walk in the door at a at a, a conference like this better agency
8: I actually love seeing where our industry is going right like if you were to go to conferences 10 15 years ago you're seeing the same stale vendors the same stale speakers Yeah I appreciate where we're going as an industry, right? We're seeing new insure tech come in. We're having speakers that really aren't talking about insurance. We just heard someone talk about marketing that had zero to do with insurance and everybody took nuggets away. Love Love it, it. yeah. So Premier
0: Strategy Box, A little bit different name for a company. It's not immediately apparent what you do. Why don't you tell us about PSB and what you and Gina and your team are, are
8: working on? Yeah, so we are first and foremost a RevOps consulting firm. We are trying to grow your revenue in your agency by focusing on five core processes. So that's your new business process, your new customer onboarding process, renewals, client interactions, and win backs. We want to help facilitate revenue growth by focusing on those five processes. And then the second thing that we are, we're also a sales ops consultant, meaning we're going to give your salespeople the tools that they need to sell them policies. Love it. And it sounds like you have done some evolving,
0: even since we engaged with you guys last fall, as far as your brand and exactly what the deliverables are for your clients, because I don't know if I've heard it quite so succinctly. And, you know, when we engaged with you guys, it was August through October of last fall. As I record this, obviously, it's the spring of 22, uh, but definitely looking forward to taking our, our next step with you guys. We're going to be doing a second engagement. Yep. Uh, I don't have any uh, stake in PSB. I don't. I'm not receiving any kickbacks for this. But we will be signing up for our, our second 90 day engagement. So in case you're wondering what I think about how the first one went, I'm coming back for round two. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, so give me a, a use case, Mick. What what sort of problems are you going to solve? for a retail agent that wants to consider hiring you?
8: Yeah. First and foremost, there's no processes at all. And the the biggest challenge that most agencies have is they know what they want to do. They just know how to get started. Yeah. Right. So we're going to help jumpstart that for you. So we're going to define those processes. We're going to work with you on those processes. And then most importantly, we're going to make sure that that your staff understands those processes. Mm. Right. So it's not just James saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to take the time to train all of James team. So that they know the processes that we put in place.
0: Love it. Because obviously it doesn't matter if the principal is on board, if the staff, if the team is not on board, it almost doesn't even make sense to have the conversation.
8: And and honestly, we see that most of the time, right? Like yeah. a principal will have a grand idea on paper, yeah. but then Sally, Susie, Johnny, and Jimmy can't do what's on paper. So yeah. we're going to make it simplified so that the team can actually do what the principal wants them to do.
0: Awesome. So, so what is what is RevOps and Sales Ops? Those are very lingo-y terms. Where do you guys exist in the, the consultant ecosystem? You guys have, a, in my mind, a very clearly defined area that you're yep. probably best in class in among the industry consultants. How would you describe your area of genius? I don't know if I would call it a genius, but
8: what I will say no, is- I, I call
0: it a genius <laughs> because I've hired you once and will be again. And yeah. I, you are absolutely in that sweet spot of genius. I'll just say it for you.
8: Yeah, so I will say what we do well is implementation, right? Again, agency owners, agency principals have great ideas. We're going to make that dream, that vision come to life, right? We're going to provide the structure, the how-to to make all of that happen. And then on our sales upside, and that's my personal passion- is we're going to make your salespeople better. We're yeah. going to hold them accountable to actual KPIs. We're going to give them standards. You don't hear me talk a lot about goals. You hear me talk about standards. I believe there's a minimum expectation to do your job. Yeah. And we're going to focus on that.
0: Awesome. Now, when I think about the consultants that are in our space, you know, there's a handful of them uh, and they you might be tempted to think that there's significant overlap. You know, you and I had the same conversation, you know, whether it is uh, Kelly Donahue-Piro or obviously Heath Sharon is part of her group of performance partners, uh, or you've got a uh, Carrie Bell Wallace or you or Charles Specht or, uh, you know, I'm trying to think who's the guy on the the West Coast. He's California, really well-known. He's got a, a, a mastermind group. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, as soon as we stop recording, I'll remember his of name, course. obviously. Of course. Uh, but... There's so many consultants. Uh, where do you feel Mike like... Mike Stromso. Stromso. Thank yep. you. That was yep. him. Mike Stromso in California. He's got a large group. Right. A lot of people. He's very well known on the sales and marketing side mm-hmm. of things. Where do you feel like PSB has planted your flag in the consultant world? Like why? Where do you feel comfortable saying, we
8: really are the best to help this kind of problem? That That's really hard for me to say. I would say, you know, all of the consultants that you just mentioned are, number one, they're great friends of mine. And everyone kind of has their lane and their expertise. Yeah. I'm going to say we are planning our flag. If you're trying to grow commercial, that is us. If you have challenges with core processes, that is us. The implementation of processes, the training of processes. Yeah. That is really where we plan our
0: flag. You're the process team. Yes. I've definitely seen that for myself I didn't know if that was the direction you were going to go is the main thing you you and your team at Gina was imp, you know very influential in, in designing some of this she's a, obviously a rock star of what you guys are doing it was helping us document what we're already doing right but just wasn't buttoned up in the right way right it wasn't on a single piece of paper so that for you know training a team member, they, we can just say, here, this is the process. Makes it much it, it easier. It didn't exist, and you guys were tremendous
8: for that. I appreciate that. No, they, And it was great working with someone like you, though, right? Because a lot, most agencies, and I told you this a long time ago, they don't even have the documentation, right? They don't even have the process visually written out. You at least had everything there. All we did was just structure it for you, yeah. which was great for us.
0: Well, it, it's a good fit. You guys obviously know exactly what you do, but I, I love that it was a lot more of a what do you want this to be sort of thing. You didn't come in with some cookie cutter program that you you know, tried mm. to install for us. It was
8: 100% customized. Absolutely. That's what we hang our hat on. Like, I'm not going to give you a piece of paper and say, James, this is what you need to do. See you later. Thanks for the money. That's no. not us.
0: Now, so just everybody out there is wondering, what does it look like to engage with Premier Strategy Box? You do have a monthly ongoing uh, kind of a membership program. I don't have any idea what that is like. I took the more like project-based approach. Uh, The the package that we were into starts at $7,500 for an engagement, uh, and it is a 90-day thing, and it's customized based on whatever else you're looking for. So just total transparency on the business model here. In my mind, absolutely a no-brainer. If you there think you of it in terms of payroll, if you're you know, hiring a team member for three months, it's right. $7,500 for three months of you know like top-shelf team member participation. Man, that's a drop in the bucket. There you go. So if you're thinking of hiring a consultant, think of it in terms of payroll because really the consultant is going to help you get so much more out of the other dollars that you're already spending. We're taking it off so, your plate. We're taking awesome. it off your plate. Well, yeah. Hey, man, that is exactly what these little micro interviews are about. We're going to get Mick on the on the show uh, later on sometime in the next couple of months for a full episode, because, man, I know this guy can drop some bombs on us for sure. There we go.
8: Anything else you want to talk about before we go on today? No, I just want to say that you have two of the best voices on podcast air right now.
0: You really should consider yourself uh, fortunate there, Freedom Jumper, because... If I'm trying to go to bed and I can't sleep, I just want Mick Hunt to read me something. It can be a nursery rhyme for all I care. I just want to hear those dulcet tones, you know, spelling out whatever they want. There you go.
8: Mary Had a Little Lamb.
0: Yeah. You know what? So. I bet you could read me, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and it would somehow put me to sleep <laughs> just because of the voice, the way that Magnificent is over there. there How are go. we not hired out for voice actors? I don't even know. Maybe that's another conversation. You know, if you're looking for a talent out there and you're a voice agent... We got you right here, Megan James. Let's make it it. happen. I love it. All right, that's it for this one, folks. Uh, We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite podcasting platform to get automatic updates on every new episode and help other people find us organically. If you like the content you hear, please drop us a quick review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share Agency Freedom with someone you know who is still on the captive side of the insurance world. They'll thank you later. You can connect with other Freedom Jumpers, ask questions, get advice, and share your best practices in our Facebook group. Just type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Visit our website at agencyfreedompodcast.com to sign up for our email list and get access to exclusive resources and sign up to be a potential future guest on the show. We welcome your comments, feedback, and ideas. Email podcast at riskwell.com and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help our listeners go from captive to indie. To market domination until next time let's go